morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Messy Masterpiece Podcast with Chad and Tori. Unfortunately, my sweet pea Tori is not in today's devotional. We just have a ton going on, and we actually wanted just to say thank you for your patience this week as we process how many YouTube videos we can get out and how we get through the podcast. We are in the process of closing on our house, so there is a lot going on with that. So again, I, I know you all are being patient with this, but we just wanted to extend our thankfulness. And uh, today we are actually going to be reading from my favorite devotional, which is called New Morning Mercies, and uh, which is by Paul David Tripp. And we're going to read October 6th. And I actually wish that we read this devotional more often, but some of the devotionals can be pretty long and also they can be very wordy, not in a bad way, but the author is just extremely intelligent and articulate. And sometimes it's hard for us to read and make sense of it live during devotional. So what I actually did for this one is I read it and then I realized I was going to struggle with it. And then I paraphrased it on my notes app. And so I'm actually going to read to you the paraphrased version that way I could feel like I can read it and flow. Okay, October 6th. One of the main reasons for this devotional book is to reveal that all humans have a theological bend even if they don't consider themselves Christians or even religious. We all want life to make sense, and we do our best to rationalize life as we pick our lives apart and try to make sense of them. We all develop ideas and philosophies that shape the way we think, that shapes the what we want, it shapes how we talk, and it shapes what we do. We are not inactive in this life. Our philosophies on how life should be lived are being shaped every single day. And God, knowing that we try to make sense of everything, has given us his word. And in his word, he reveals not only who he is, but he defines who we are. He also explains the meaning and purpose of life. He teaches us about the greatest problem of humanity, which is sin, all the while pointing to his solution for sin, which is the hope that we have in his amazing grace. God doesn't tell us everything about his plan because honestly, we couldn't handle it. We wouldn't know what to do with it. But he does give us everything that we need to live as he created us to live. The Bible also confronts this thing called eternity and the reality that this is not all that there is. It tells us that the world is marching toward an end and that you and I are eternal beings who will spend eternity somewhere. It'll be with God or away from God. Thinking of eternity can be like a reality check because it forces us to take this life seriously, but at the same time, it also gives us hope for the future. We are being constantly reminded that we cannot be selfish the way of the world and selfless the way of Christ at the same time. We have to choose one. Will we, will we be selfish or will we be selfless? And if we keep eternity with a holy and loving God in our heart, how can we possibly decide to live for ourselves here on earth? And in the same way that thinking of eternity makes us take life seriously, it also fills us with an incredible hope. Because we know that this life is not all that there is, we can believe and know that the sin we're tempted with and commit, that the trials that we go through and the sufferings of our present will not last forever. 
for we are God's children, and eternity promises us that sin will die, that suffering will end, and that our trials will be no more, and we will live with God in perfect peace forever and ever. But until we bring an eternal perspective to our worldview, it will never make sense because we are living in a broken world without the hope of a healed tomorrow. And that's typically the part where I would say, oh, wow, I love that. <laughs> it's always fun um, being facetious uh, doing this alone because I'm like, okay, who do I feed off of? I'm currently standing you know, in the guest room, staring at a wall, reading from my computer, talking to you also, you know, just so you guys know that Tori and I always crack up about this stuff. But I did actually pull a lot from that devotional and it was uh, pretty convicting for me. Man, I just feel like every single day with everything that I choose to do or say or think or develop, I have a choice. Am I going to build my kingdom here on earth or am I going to build God's kingdom here? Am I going to be selfish with my actions, words, and deeds, or will I be selfless in my actions, words, or deeds? And of course, like sometimes we can hide our quote unquote selfish actions in our selfless nature. And so we always have to be willing to check ourselves with that. But I just think it's a great idea that to essentially, you know, press pause, realize that yes, this world's important. Yes, there's a lot happening. Yes, things can really stress us out and be really hard, but we have eternity in heaven and that perspective changes everything for us. It makes us react to things differently. It's almost like, and this is, this analogy does not do it any justice at all. So I'm even sorry for saying it, but imagine that you had, you know, a billion dollars in your bank account and someone stole $10, right? Is that going to ruin your day? No. Well, guess what? We have eternity with a living God. I'm, I'm not trying to belittle our problems. I'm not trying to belittle, belittle those. What I'm trying to do is magnify eternity with God, eternity with Christ. And so that while we are going through suffering here on earth, we can have hope for tomorrow. We can have hope for eternity with him. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the sweet time. Thank you for the sweet reminder to cast our eyes off of our own problems, our own temptations, our present sufferings, God. The things of the world, God, they're being magnified to us through the news, through social media, through conversations. It feels like we're just perpetuating negativity and stress and anxiety. And you see it, mental health issues are at an all-time high, Lord. You know it because you feel it. You feel our pain, God, because you, 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 you mourn with us, God. You're there with us, Lord. Help us to not go through these things alone and help us to uh, slowly but surely shift our perspective to have an eternal mindset. That way the things of the world do not drag us down, Lord, but we can cast our eyes upon you for where does our help come from? It comes from the living God and we have hope and joy that comes from you. And we can, we can actually reflect eternity to our communities, God. We can be going through the same thing our neighbor's going through and reflect eternity to them so that they can have hope and in eternity with you, God. God, help us to do that. Help us to look past our own immediate hurdles and help us see that there's a great prize that awaits and that we can we can carry joy and peace 
into these things that we're going through, through that eternal perspective, and that'll magnify you to our surroundings. And it'll, it'll just uh, speak to our heart, God. It'll minister to our own hearts, Lord. So just thank you for that, Lord. And Tori and I are going to open up, or I'm sorry. I, yes, Tori and I are going to open up the floor for our audience to continue in prayer, and we're going to be praying with them. Amen, God. Well, y'all, that's what we got for you today. Tori will be back tomorrow. We've just been doing a lot with all this house stuff, and we appreciate your patience again. We love y'all, and don't forget, you are God's masterpiece. We'll be talking to you tomorrow. Au revoir.